We arrive here about 7.30 in the morning. We're here till uh, 7.30. I care for eggs, apples, potatoes, carrots, pasnaps, turnips, eating and cooking apples. One of the characteristic sounds of the country market in former years was the early morning clatter of the farmers' carts laden with produce as they headed for the nearby town, which was the focal point of their hinterland. Then came motorised traffic, expansive distribution, pre-packaged vegetables and many other kinds of modernisation. And the result was that many small farmers were done out of business by what some people call the tide of progress. Rory O'Connor is one of the many market suppliers who got swept away by that tide, and his memories of bygone markets in the west of Ireland are nostalgic yet real. They used to go over here in the morning with baskets on their back, maybe three or four couples of chickens down this basket, and they're carrying on their back, and they'd be fine morning, and they used to see them passing in their bare feet. And uh, maybe the husband would be going ahead of them, and he'd have a catload of turf, and they'd be coming walking after it. So there's none of that now coming either in it. So there used to be loads of turf then as well. There was a certain crowd, you see, they used to go for the vegetables. There was another crowd they used to go with the milk and butter. There was another crowd then they used to knock a living out of turf, selling loads of turf. That's they used to spend all the year round at that. They used to go in the winter time, maybe some of them would go four or five days a week would bring in a load each. And uh, they used to have a load going home then as well because the lorries wasn't going the way. They used to bring out messages for some people or they might bring a ton of back to to spittle back to the shops that maybe turn of flour. At this time of the year too they used to bring tons of Joanna back in it. They used to be for two or three weeks this time of the year now, about in February, back to Johnny Hall and Sarah and Spittle. They used to be nine or ten carts and they bring back a ton each cart to them every day for a fortnight. So that uh, that'd be delivered around the Spittle then and all back on the Mary, you see. But there's none of that now in it. So the majority of the people out around here now, they're all out of that business. You wouldn't see one load of truck going into Galway now in any cart. You wouldn't see any buttermilk or milk going in with them, and you won't see any vegetables going in with them because they get no sale for them. Large-scale distributors from outside the area, men who had the ways and means of providing a fuller service with a greater variety of vegetables and other produce, they all contributed to the obliteration of the small man. When the other market started bubbling at the town clerk, by God, the strangers used to be passing by, you see, and they used to say we were getting a good price for the stuff. So the next thing was, they started coming from Matlobo in Rands. And uh, they told us that they used to buy the stuff out in Matlobo and bring it in the Rands, after hucksters, you see. So, by God, they were putting us out a bit, you know. And we used to be timing up in at 10 o'clock there, 10 o'clock in the morning, be timing up. So the next thing, there was so many coming in. Uh, the market was getting overcrowded, and they had the vans, you see. And when they had the vans, they'd be in before us in the morning. They used to be there at seven o'clock. So the next thing was, they started coming on a Friday night down from Atlow with big loads of stuff. And they'd have the place taken over. They used to sleep in the, in the lorries there in vans. So they put us out of it, in a way. So now, we have no market at all, because uh, it's all... The most of now was coming in big, big trucks down from... Dublin. They have a co-op up there, 800 farmers, 
and there's vans going up from Galway, pointed up there. And there's big lorries coming down, and they're leaving in the stores in Galway. So some of the small hucksters shops and those that delivers that are around the, the town, they're waiting in them stores. So we're around this part of the country, we're out of business altogether now. Vegetables offered for sale in a country area have very often first travelled to the Dublin market, where a secondary wholesaler bought them and took them right back to where they came from, to a local retailer. This, according to Peter Bobrick, horticultural economist with the Agricultural Institute, is one reason why vegetables are that bit more expensive in the country. Well, from the latest figures we've got, which are a bit old, we find that the people in the rural areas actually spend 25% less on vegetables than people in the towns, and particularly people in Dublin. Uh, They do pay higher prices, so this means that they actually eat, or they buy, perhaps a third less or a half less than the people in Dublin. This applies particularly, of course, to imported uh, fruit like oranges. One of the reasons, of course, is that there is a high price in the country districts and that it's very difficult and expensive to get the vegetables to a small village. For example, even taking something homegrown like carrots, often it's grown just outside a village. The farmer packs it, puts it on a lorry, takes it into Dublin... Now, this is four hours' work, perhaps, if he's in the Athlone district. He goes and queues outside the Dublin market for an hour, perhaps four hours, because the first person into the Dublin market gets the highest price. And then he's got to drive back again, so it's the best part of a day's work to take in perhaps one tonne of of carrots. But once it's in the market, it's sold on the very old-fashioned Dublin market. It's sold to a secondary wholesaler, a man who buys it, puts it in his van, and takes it out to the country districts to sell to the host, to the retailers there, to your greengrocers, your local grocer, supermarket. And he may have to drive back to the original village where it was grown, Although the farmer with the donkey and cart full of vegetables could cut these transport costs enormously and sell his produce much more cheaply, it just can't happen, because however difficult it might be to park your van or car in a town nowadays, parking your ass would be out of the question altogether. But he's bringing a donkey cat now into Galway. He cannot... He has no place to, to leave him. And he cannot go from door to door. But the time I'm talking about now... You could pull to the door there and leave the donkey outside the door and go inside and ask if they want stuff or why you'd be leaving in the store. But you couldn't do that now because there's cars inside here and there's a... If you pull up there, now there's a car pulled behind you and there's a car pulled up front of you and the car's going along the, the road. So the donkey is different to a motor car, you see. The donkey will go backwards or he'll go forwards or he might jump aside and everything, so... It is, it is very hard to manage or to travel on the road at all, even if it would be easy to sell. The market has changed a bit too because of traffic. There's only one way traffic now going round to that market before. No. But before this, they used to come there in their motor cars from Salt Hill. And some people out around Salt Hill and everywhere, they used to come in with their motor cars there to buy the stuff, you see. 
They could park in it, but there's no place for parking in now. They cannot park in it. Yet you can still find the small man selling his produce directly to the consumer at the market in the town. However, he is usually a man who does it on a part-time basis to supplement his income from a small farm or from some other source. And his weekly excursion to the town with his small van of vegetables pays him adequately. He doesn't have to worry about the big distributor or the shops as long as his prices are right and his vegetables are fresh. We uh, sell somewhat cheaper than the shop. Alas, that's why we're here, of course. Otherwise, the matter wouldn't exist. Uh, they would go to the shop, naturally, if the prices were uh, as competitive. So we are less competitive. As a result, we sell uh, practically all our stuff. They would be without uh, roughly uh, 40 to 50 sellers in this market, like, made up. And uh, we find that... Uh, uh, customers are no problem when you are that bit cheaper than the shop. Well, do you farm as well, or do you? Do oh, I farm, yeah, 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 I farm as well. Oh, I farm as well. Produce most of my own stuff. Well, for eight months of the year, anyhow. Of course, uh, naturally, in um, from March to mid July, you wouldn't have carrots mm. or pastnaps in any big proportions, if at all. Neither would you have turnips, of course, because they uh, they go off season anyhow, like turnips normally after St. Patrick's Day, like, and uh, they don't hold from week to week, you know. I, I'm not on in a big scale at the moment. Just uh, eight or nine cases of eggs, most of all eggs, as you see here. And where do you get the eggs? Uh, from a poultry farm. Yeah. <whistles> now, do you find that people come to you to buy the, uh, buy the eggs rather than go into a shop? Oh, no, I, very much. Very much so. Because... Uh, their deuses, in fact, all those are deuses in stock. This week's eggs, dead fresh. We are not allowed to buy from the f- from the farmer. No, the Arne farmer, that says his own hens. He, de- he has to give his eggs to the poultry farm to get them tested and graded. We aren't allowed to sell them. Those we know are their own eggs here. You see, they can sell them. They're not their own produce. But I couldn't buy from them and sell here. Well, who will stop you? Uh, this is inspector's call series. Oh yes, this is, a, this is a, inspectors come here once now and again. And if they see uh, white mixed eggs, different great sizes, well, they'll ask you where you got them. And you have to account. <laughs> well, is the brown egg not a thing that's on the way? You know, you're not supposed yeah. to have white ones. Well, yeah, you all know. So, uh, if you get them mixed, brown and white mixed, and different sizes, that tells us they aren't graded. So, like all the browns are together and all the whites are together. Well, uh, more, uh, very much so, and in the belong to this. Those fer- large firms, it's nearly all brown, or else to be all white, one or the other. The people come to the market, I'd say, for the fresh vegetables. They, they know they'll get them fresher in the market, most people. And how about prices then, Michael? Are yours cheaper in the supermarket? Oh, yes, we're cheaper, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But not that much cheaper? Oh, well, we'll be. We would. If you were buying a few pounds worth now, it'd be. Why do you come to the market now to get your vegetables rather than to the shop? Well, for one thing, they're fresher, I think. Usually fresher anyway. And cheaper. A little bit cheaper. 
I think they're overcharging in some of the shops anyway. But is there something else also that you like going out in the air, out around the market, having a look at things? There's that in it too, in, in the summertime, and spring and summer. The um, flowers are beautiful there, you know, that whole space there is taken up by buckets of multicoloured flowers. Are you long at this business? Uh, well, I met it about 10 years, and my father's at it about 30 years before me. About 40 years altogether. And what kind of vegetables do you go in for uh, mostly? Mixed, everything. Cabbage is the, the main thing. Carrots, parsnips, turnips, onions, potatoes, apples, you name it, leek. Them all, the whole lot, like. Mixed variety. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of work going to getting them oh, ready. Oh, terrible lot, terrible lot. Like, you know, the whole week, you'll start on Tuesday getting ready and pull the turnips and bag the potatoes and that, and Friday you'll put the cabbage and that. And, oh, it takes terrible lot of work. But how about packaging then and there? Well, that, this is the problem now, you see. You have to have weights and all those packs pound weight, uh, the requirements out now that you have to have the right weights and if you haven't those, there's an inspector that can come and he can pull you up on those kind of things if you, are, if you have the right weights but he, thanks be to God, he's not too bad yet he can come around to us Well you have to make an early start now for here uh, Well we get up about five we're here about half six to seven seven this time of the year, it's half six in summertime because the customers are out here later We Customers come out to see at half seven and they're going to work at eight o'clock and an awful lot of them have their shopping done before they go to work at eight o'clock. Yeah. But how long are you at this business now, Matty? I suppose over 15 or up to 20 years, I suppose about it. Well, has the trend kind of changed in that time? Ah, it has. Uh, not as good as what's used one time, it seems. The people are coming with the market now is what they used one time, I suppose. And what's the reason for that? Well, I don't know. I think it's a traffic congestion that bad markets set up here, you know. Uh, I don't know what marketplace, I'd say. Yeah. Well, eggs mostly you're going for now, isn't it? Well, eggs and vegetables, maybe flowers sometimes, or bits of bit and plants and where, small there. You asked me the question of, uh, about potatoes, isn't it? The, the price of potatoes. Yeah. Well, see, the, the farmer makes only getting a very bad price of them. And when they're coming on the, into shops or being sold retail in the shops, the housewives complain that she's overcharged completely. There are too many of the middlemen. I think you know, they should be cut out. There should be more direct selling from from garden to we'll say to the direct to the how will I say to the consumer. Yeah to the consumer is right. Well people just so even come here and sell in bulk and more even buys off them here and sends it over here again. Hmm. You know they sell off each other even buy and sell off nice each other here. Morning. But then that makes it dear for the customer. And some things like they're getting out all right, but the other customers paying the lot anyway. <laughs> the customers paying for a, what, um, what is their most money in at the market? Like vegetables or eggs or well, fowl or that? What I think the most money is out of is like the thing that grows that much easier for you, providing you can sell it all the time, is cabbage. Hmm. It's the easiest crop to take care of. And generally all around is the it's a crop that turns out well nearly always for you. Like other things can let you down, like you know, such as onions, carrots, or cauliflower, anything like that. You know, cabbage is the best all-around crop. I mean, you can go out and you can collect it quick. You come in and you know you gather it and just collect, cut it and gather it and collect it, and you have no trouble. But with other things, you have to sort them out and carrots and things like that. Onions, wash them and tie them and all this business, or put them in sacks, plastic sacks. Today they have. Do you often come to the market? Every Saturday. Oh, what do you bring? Eggs. 
And uh, would you bring many? I bring about uh, six or seven score. Yes. Well, do you find it hard to sell them? Very hard. Whatever's wrong with the market this year, must be the, the, no orphan, they can't afford to buy it. Or else they're getting uh, come to the door. But is there no other way now of selling these? Could you not bring them into a shop? Well, the, I could, but what are they going to use other? Nothing. 50 pence. It won't, it won't pay us to feed us for that. Bags five pounds. But if you went into the shop with them, you'd sell them in about two minutes. You'll have to stand here maybe for two hours. Hmm? Well, sure, I suppose uh, two hours is safe. To get functions more to pay you. The small shopkeeper in a rural area will charge a much higher price than the direct seller at the weekly market. But then he's got a lot of overheads and he will also have a supply on offer right through the week. If you've got a small shop and a lot of the greengrocers have shops which sell maybe £100 worth of fruit and vegetables in a week and you've got to pay rent in that shop and electricity and rates and labour you're going to have to charge a fairly high markup if you're even going to keep yourself alive. It's usual for the small shopkeeper in the country to get his supply from the big distributor. Yet, why doesn't he get it from the local small farmer? We'd like to think that you could have the local farmer selling in the, to a greengrocer in the local village. But it isn't as easy as it looks at first sight. Because... He will probably be two or three miles outside the village. He might have to drive 20 miles to a town. And he would only sell, at most, two sacks of carrots. And it would take him again an hour or so, and uh, he would have to drive 20 miles. So it is expensive. And it's much easier for him to put it all on a lorry, send it into the Dublin market, and then he can concentrate on his business which is growing the vegetables, rather than on selling it. Patrick Carey, chairman of the Sunripe Co-op in County Dublin, thinks that marketing for the small man, in a small way, is uneconomic, in a time when the big men do everything in a big way. I think it's, it's largely a question of um, labour and distribution. Labour costs have gone so high over the last few years that... Uh, Unless you're doing things on a large scale, uh, if you're doing vegetables, you have to do many acres to make it a viable proposition. And um, that's one point. Uh, to do small acreages with labour, the price it is, is, is just not economic. Uh, and I think the other, one of the other factors is distribution. If somebody down the country um, grew sizable acreages of vegetables of any description they have the immediate problem of, of disposing of them and um, you know it can't be done locally they have to be distributed throughout the country and this is usually done at present by um, specialist hawkers I suppose you call them or lorry men who carry a range of, of uh, fruit and vegetables and they um, service the shops throughout the country at present. Now, unless you have, you go into business like this and you do keep a full range, uh, again, I, I think the shops won't be prepared to deal with you on, on single products. 
country markets are still very expansive in range, and vegetables hold their place alongside chickens, calves and pigs. At one time the suppliers even had commodities like turf and handmade socks. Yeah, all the people from... It used to come there with the knitted stockings. And you could buy as many pairs as you wanted to. But they, they used to also make them to any major people would ask them and they'd have them for them the following Saturday. Well then, for a radius of about 14 miles of the city, a lot of them depended solely on the turf. And they come in there, they had a marketplace at both ends of the city for the selling of turf. And when they'd sell their turf, they'd uh, buy their groceries and home again. That was like week after week. Turf and handmade socks may have gone from the marketplace, but the cheap jack or clothes dealer still carries on a lively business. And if you're prepared to bargain, well, he's your man. Two deer. What's the best you'll do for it? What's the best? For what? What's the best for the overcoat? Here, we'll make it four and a half. And well, that we'll not make it four and a half. And what do you no, give right for it? I'll give 50 bob for it. Well, it's a start. No. And who's no, going to give me the rest? The, well, the best man in the road. Well, here. Ever who he is. Hold no, your no, hand. No, I didn't Hold make your it hand now. I didn't oh. make it clear. No. I'm sorry, I'm not saying you no, did. No, I didn't make it clear. No, I'm not saying you did. No. There'll be one price. No. Here. Will you break the missus's word? I won't give it now. Well, no, no, as she said it, here. No, I here. won't do it. Well, no, listen. No, don't give it if you can. The price will be four quid. No. Well, what's the best? I'm giving you 50. Ah, oh, you're not sure. You only want the loan of it. What's the loan of it, you want? Well, listen. Is three all you have? I won't give three for that. All I have is three all you have. I'm giving you 50 bob. No. Well, if you say three, we'll divide I the pound. No, no, I'm thankful to you. Now. Have you the more than three? No, no. I haven't it. If I had out. Well, here. As Dahl said it. Here, will you break this man's word here? Three ah. pound. No, no, I'm Well, all right. Good luck, sir. You'll be sorry when you're sober. I'm not drunk yet. Oh, no, you're not far <laughs> off of it. Will I show you a cheaper one? Come here for one moment. One moment. Here. Come here. Here, we line you with fur and all. Go off your coat a second. No, I won't take no, I won't take it off no more, no. You can't no. I don't care. Get him to take off the coat. I won't now. John Tierney has spent a long time in the marketplace up and down the country, and he knows that whether you're selling mink coats or second hand clothes, people everywhere are looking for value for money or a bargain. Like every day, you can learn more. Like you can go to different counties, they react different. We'll say you can go to Kerry, Limerick, Galway, or we'll say even parts of Leinster or that. Like the way I put it, we'll say people in general. That we'll say anyone, if they can get, we'll say, £10 for a fiver, like they're going to take it. Like it doesn't matter, we'll say, that that'll be Kerry, Cork, or anywhere. You might get the Kerry, we'll say, they're a bit tougher. But at the back of it, like, they're generally, you say, yeah, it's all the one wrong. The clothes dealer attracts different kinds of customers to his stand in the market, and he also attracts the disapproving eye of the local shopkeeper. Uh, mostly farming people, and uh, as of late, townspeople, and um, well, just ordinary general public, more or less, nowadays come. 
That's just about it. Now, why do they come to you in preference to going into the shops? Well, I reckon that they might be buying something a bit cheaper because I'd be buying that little bit keener sometimes than the shops and selling a little bit keener. Well, do you reckon you give good value? Yes, I do, at times, of course. Now, do the shopkeepers in the town object to you in any way? Yes, indeed they do. They don't like it anyway, I've heard. But otherwise I don't know exactly whether they do or not. Uh, I have a shop in another town myself, uh, and I wouldn't like to see somebody like me coming in. So therefore I reckon the shopkeepers in other towns that I go to wouldn't like me being there either. But there's nothing now they can do to stop you? I don't believe there is. I haven't a clue. I haven't an idea about that. But I pay this license every year. So um, I don't know whether they have... They can. I suppose the town council could move on. Now, when you have paid a license, do you have to pay it for a particular town, or can you go to... Uh, no, you like don't. You pay tolls in most towns to the council, and um, this other license is a hawkers license, which you pay to the um, customs and excise, £20 per year. just enables you to travel from place to place. The travelling street singer was another familiar sight at those gatherings, but with the increased volume of traffic, his music offerings couldn't be heard anymore. Therefore, the people stopped giving him money. But the modern trend helped him in a way, because while the traffic drove him off the streets, the singing pubs were glad to see him. And that's where you'll find street singers like John O'Brien these days if there's a fair or market going on. There's too much noise, like, on the streets, they see, and they can't hear you singing properly, like, you know. Too much noise, the traffic and everything like that, you know, big lorries and everything like that. And when you sing a song, maybe some tractor will come along and it's there and it's the night's out, but it's there for about five minutes and half the song is gone, like, you know. That's why they don't, they don't listen to him anymore. They do say, John, come on into the bar and we'll sing in the bar. So they bring me into the bar and have the song in there, you know. And by all the porter, by all the porter, they want, they want. I was, I often seen it there now, down the hell, I couldn't drink all the porter I'd get. <laughs> I had to leave a couple of bottles over for the next day. Of course, it was very handy in the morning when you wake up out of the high chaparral. Hard enough to be married, tis home I did go, to retire for the night with my maiden so bliss. And let's load up button she took from her way. Sure, I took her to be just a 19 years old. Or she took up her eyebrows so fair and so fine. She took out her pole teeth and she looked 29. She took up her pole twig and a ball head so short. Or she looked more like 19 than 19 years old. And she screwed up her lip like right down from the knee. She screwed up her fingers and left only three. She took out a glass eye and the casket did roll. And a holy sweet mortar, she was ninety years old. Now all ye young fellas, according you'll go. Examine the damsel from the head to the toe. Get married when young or you'll surely be sold To a bloomin' old damsel of nineteen years old To a bloomin' old damsel of nineteen years old
But whether the market is on the street of a country village or on the shelves of a city supermarket, the consumer expects to get good value at a reasonable price. The question is, does he get it? The markups in uh, supermarkets in Dublin has been attacked time and again by the Prices Commission. It, they say it's too high, it's much higher than the British markup. And, for example, on Saturday I went into some retailers, some supermarkets in Dublin, and just checked their price and compared it with the market price. And I saw that carrots, the market price was fourpence halfpenny a pound. Their retail price was 14 pence a pound, three times as much as it. And the markup was ninepence halfpenny a pound. For onions, the same sort of thing. They cost fourpence halfpenny to fivepence halfpenny a pound in the market. The retail price was 13 pence. So the markup was about eight pence a pound, and they were doubling the price. For sprouts, the, the market price was eight pence halfpenny. The retail price as high as 14 pence which is a markup of five pence halfpenny on one pound. Now these prices, these markups, are supposed to be controlled by the Prices Commission, but they admit they haven't got the staff to handle this, and most retailers just ignore the price control measures. Customers also expect freshness and quality in the produce they buy, but do they always get it? Uh, one thing that people sometimes complain about is the quality of the pre-packed fruit and vegetables. That often when you buy pre-packs and you come to open them, they're rotten inside. Well, this can happen, and the answer is take it back to the shop and they should give you your money back. But pre-packing is not necessarily bad for fruit and vegetables. For mushrooms, for example, it's very good for them. It keeps them fresher and whiter for a long time. But if you get something like a washed carrot or potato, which doesn't last as long as a dirty carrot or potato, and you put it inside a plastic bag while it's still a bit wet, and you put it in a hot shop under glaring lights, it's going to start going rotten very quickly. So, when you buy this, as soon as you get home, remove it and put it somewhere where it's ventilated. With tomatoes, which are far more perishable, of course, than carrots or potatoes, the shelf life is only two hours. After they've been on the shelves for two hours, they have to be removed. Partly it's because of the heat and the lights, but mainly it's because every housewife who wants to buy tomatoes, feels them to see if they are firm. And they may be firm the first or the second or the third time they're prodded, but very soon they turn into a mash and they've got to be thrown away. And this is another reason why, people, why the retailers have to charge high markups. Rising prices have driven city housewives in search of cheaper vegetables to many parts of the city, and already direct sellers and community groups, including the Irish Housewives Association market, are springing up here and there to cater for that need. The director of one such market cuts the price for the consumer, 
because he buys directly from the grower and sells in bulk. Well, we buy at source, we buy in the market, we buy in Rush, different areas in the country. We even buy direct in Spain. And that's the whole object of the job. Get it to the housewife as cheap as you can, and that's about the best way you can get it to the housewife as cheap as you can. Now, is your idea then to cut out the middleman? Yes. Yes. Because every time it's handled, up goes the price. It's a perishable commodity, most of this that we're selling. Cutting out the middleman, it, it's, it's not as if I'm going after the middleman to cut him out. But there's no room for a middleman in this type of business. If you have to get the value to the housewife. Why is that? That's what drives stuff dear. People handling it. It's not necessarily the supermarkets that's making the money. It's all the people at different stages that handle it. Pre-packers. And everybody that handles anything today is usually a 30 or a 40 pound a week man. So how can people then end up with it cheap? The only way to do it is get it into an area, let the housewives come and buy it in bulk or semi-bulk, and let them go and share it. Instead of having their coffee mornings, they can have share mornings. The Ballymun Co-op and Consumers Protection Group have been engaged in direct selling from the grower to the housewife for over a year now and a visit to their Saturday morning market leaves one in no doubt about the success of the enterprise. It's much more cheaper than the shops. It's much handier, you know, just to walk around and pick what you want instead of going into the shops. Too dear in the shops, the vegetables and the the potatoes especially, they're much cheaper here than they are in the the shops. Why do you buy your vegetables here? Because I can't afford to pay the price for them in the shops. They're 15 and 20 pence. I wouldn't get them winners in the, for, for uh, 16 pence. I'd pay 12 pence a pound for them. And I'd get a mirror. All I have to live on is my pension. And, and I couldn't I couldn't buy. I was without vegetables when I came here. Is this place a great idea? This is a good place for us because uh, I want all those young families, oh my God, to get a bag of potatoes and everything. You know? Those supermarkets rob you. Well, for one thing, they're cheaper than they are in the shops, you know, and they're better value. And for another thing, I support the idea of a co-op, you know. I think even if they were the same price at the shops, I'd still come here rather than buy them. Well, why would you support the idea of a co-op? Because, uh, well, not just for vegetables, for anything. I think cooperatives are a good idea because uh, at least they're cutting out the people who are making the profit in between and the producers are selling their things here to the consumers without anybody uh, else being involved. Well, it's like everybody else, it's cheaper because you're cutting out the middleman for a start-off. You're cutting out the, the very severe profits that the shops are making. You're getting it direct from the farm and it's also fresher as well because you don't know how long they're lying in the shops before we get them, you know. You're buy- it's much better to buy it from the co-op because you're getting them direct from the farm, I think, anyway. You know? And it's cheaper, which is the main thing for the housewife. 
I got that bag of potatoes now for 25 pence. I wouldn't get quarter that much for 29 over in the shops. So it works out much cheaper for me anyway. We get free, get free bargains for our money here. Really, and it's good stuff, first class. Is it better now than you get in the shop? A lot better, yeah, ten times, a lot fresher, yeah. At least you know what you're getting. Straight from the fields. <laughs> Very fresh. I come from Summerhill down here to do my shopping, you know, to get the vegetables and that. Because uh, I think they're better, you know, they're nice and fresh and get good value. For Gina Webb, who is the secretary of the Ballymun Co-op and of the Consumers Protection Group, the setting up of this market was a necessity for the local community. Um, the reason why the Ballymun Co-op was set up was to combat high-rising prices, um, lack of courtesy, and you know, to the consumer, and um, lack of hygiene, in effect, you know, within the shops. Um, the co-op in itself has what the co-op has done. It has com- it, we have arranged direct sale from the producer right to the consumer, and in effect, we eliminate the middleman by doing this. And most of the women here in Ballymun support us fully, and we have scored a victory in the sense that most retailers in the area have brought down the prices. Tommy Fay, the chairman of the Ballymun Co-op, envisages the spread of these community markets if prices continue to rise, and he also considers them an economic outlet for the small farmer. Not alone can we facilitate many more here, but we have inquiries from Dundalk. I myself have been in Dundalk at a meeting only a couple of weeks ago where, where the local residents are setting up the same type of co-op market. Uh, Palmerstown here in Dublin and different areas throughout Dublin and the country and, and the major uh, towns. And uh, we, will, we will do this, uh, arrange for the farmers in the different areas to, to uh, be contacted by these consumer co-ops. And it's, it's in the interest of the small farmer, it's in the in- interest of the industrial worker to have these type of co-op markets where, direct, where the produce is sold directly.